You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and all my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello, I'm Mark Tuminelli, and welcome back to Little Me Growing Up Broadway. Today's a very special day. We're celebrating our one-year podcast anniversary, and I wanted to bring back our very first guest, Mr. Andrew Barth Feldman. Yay! Hi, Andrew. Hi, Mark. Okay, you need no introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyway. He made his Broadway debut at the age of 16 as Evan in the Broadway smash hit, Dear Evan Hansen. He is the writer and director of the Star Wars musical parody, SW. He is a 2018 Jimmy Award winner for Best Actor. He's the artistic director and creator of Zneef Rock Productions. He plays himself on the Broadway podcast network Soap Opera as the curtain rises. He recently starred in the Benefit concert of Ratatouille the Musical. And later this year, he will make his TV acting debut in the Disney Plus show High School Musical the Musical the Series. I've known him for most of his life, and I could not be more proud of him. Andrew Barth Feldman, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me back. What a what a lovely introduction. What an honor it is for you. <laughs> for me, yes. I'd love talking to you. I know. This is like just our our we you guys are just going to be listening to our catch up today because yeah. this year has been a crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Since yes, we last yes. met in the Broadway Workshop Podcast Studios, Broadway Workshop, Broadway yep. Podcast Network Studios, um, one day we'll have our own Broadway Workshop Podcast Studios. That sounds great. Sounds like a financial disaster. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we could have never expected the year that was ahead of us, but you have done more things during the pandemic than most people do in a lifetime career in this <laughs> business. So we're going to break it down and talk about it. So first okay. of all, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well right now. Okay. I'm I'm uh we're wrapping up stuff for high school musical, so that's really exciting and um and just continuing to do dumb stuff and that's been really really nice. And Mercury just got out of retrograde, so oh. everything's going all right. Oh my god, I needed that so I know. badly. All right, high school musical the musical the series. Let's let's break it down. We got to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yes. So you were obsessed with it. It was you're obsessed when you were on the show a year ago, but we also yep. kind of knew you were going to be on it a year ago. Well, so yes. So, okay. So here's the timeline of how this happened. So I, this show comes out and I'm like, oh my God, this, I can't believe this exists. Like I'm so, I completely obsessed with the show. Just in love with how aware of itself it was and how like funny and beautiful it was. And after a couple episodes are coming out and I'm truly like, I think there was once and I was in the show, I was in Dear Evan Hansen, but I was like staying up till three to, to like wait for it to come out like once or twice. I was obsessed. And I text my agent and I'm like, should I try to be in? Should I be on this? Like, should I be in this TV show? And um, she was like, let me make a call. And so she called the folks there. And what had happened was they hadn't written the season yet. So they were like, we'll keep, him in mind and then I I saw I have all these months of wondering if they're going to do it like what kind of character could I possibly play and then I get a self-tape request for a French exchange student and I'm like I don't think these people know me and I don't think they realize that there's no better outcome for what could have happened like that they were like oh that kid from Dear Evan Hansen what could he do let's make let's make him a French exchange student okay (laughs) 
like that's the best thing that could have happened. That's like, like that, gotta be per- from the genius brain of Tim Federley. It like, could only be from the genius yes. brain of Tim Federley, who has been so, so wonderful during all of this um, and has given me direction things such as uh, uh do it more french you know things like that so like which make like i'm very i can't Makes talk perfect too much sense about, yeah i can't talk too much about it obviously but i think once people will see it that will make uh, perfect sense that, so this is your first tv job really yeah talk to me about the you know getting used to what it's like the difference between you've been doing theater since you could walk mm-hmm. so this is a totally different thing talk to me about yeah it. i mean here's the thing there are all these covid protocols right now but I don't have anything to compare that to. So like yeah. for, I'm just having a great time in terms of like all the going back and forth to set. So that we're like, cause there are all these protocols of like, we can't be on set when the crew is setting up and like, we can't have our masks off for more than 15 minutes. And so like now the makeup people, like also have the job of like taking care of all of our masks in these like Ziploc bags, like it's all this crazy stuff. Um, But it really, especially with this show, it feels like, doing theater again like it feels like I get to be in a room with people doing theater again uh because it is just so much fun and we're all kids you know like that that the fact that that's uh that that I get to be doing this with people my age or around my age or even younger than me some of them is the greatest joy because I haven't done that since before Dear Evan Hansen, yeah. you know, so that's, it's, it's a really, really wonderful feeling. Now, Larry Saberstein, who's on the podcast, he was my first virtual guest on the mm-hmm. podcast, uh, is a Long Island boy as well. He is indeed. You, you knew him before High School Musical. I didn't know him before the show was coming out. We had kind of connected on Twitter because I was tweeting about the show so much. <laughs> so Larry Saberstein is this Long Island kid. You're doing, you're got, like Long Island <laughs> theater stars. And now you're like in Utah filming a musical TV yes, series. And we're such good friends. Like, and, and, and so he's like you, like a great kid and smart and loves the business and and loves has a great love of performing. I imagine those kids all must feel the same way. Tell me about like the energy on set and these other huge, like ridiculously looking teenagers. Oh my god, it's it's yeah, everyone is so hot for like a very good looking bunch of kids. It's I'm like ridiculous. It's ridiculous how hot every single individual is. Um. <laughs> But for me, like, like I'm just Hollywood. In, I'm just having such yes. I'm like, well, I have no business being. Here. But I'm just uh, like, what a fever dream this is for me, having watched the show to now like be watching them make it. Like, what? Like, it's like I get my own performance of High School Musical, the musical, the series, the musical. Basically. Will you have musical numbers, or can you not tell us? That? I cannot tell okay, you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, everyone's just so wonderful, and the energy is wonderful. Like. Like we play would play games in between shots, like Jackbox. I would sort of get Jackbox crews together. Like everyone was just in on everything. And you know, I know there's all this crazy drama that everyone's speculating about and stuff, but it's really not like it's so wonderful on set. And everyone is so kind to each other and generous in scenes and beyond. And they're they're pros at this point. I don't think that I talked to them a lot about this. I don't think they all realize how well they know their characters at yeah. this point that they can just like step. It's amazing watching them in one second when when the cameras start rolling become their characters. I started watching it because of you and then Larry and I was like, this is the most charming thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I just felt like I was part of the joke. Like, you know, I'm in on it and it was I just think yeah. it's dynamite. Um, and I'm so excited to see you on it. When can we expect that to drop in our Disney Plus? My lips are sealed. Very sealed. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Um, what have you learned about yourself, like, sort of through this process of flying back and forth to Utah and filming a oh, TV series? Um, I'm very thankful that I got to get out of the house, um, first of all, because <laughs> um, we have been really observant of the quarantine just because, you know, my uncle is 80 um, although he just got vaccinated, which is awesome news, but, Yay. um, but we've been really, really observant of everything. So, so just to have the opportunity to get out and, and hang out with people and, in, in, in this like a professional capacity, but also just like as friends, since I'm so close with, with so many of those folks, it's really been wonderful. I think I, for, I had forgotten how to act. Like I didn't, I t- totally <laughs> forgot because there were no self tapes or anything for months and like, but there was no better, more welcoming environment and no like better role to play to like get my sea legs again. And I'm kind of glad that I was less inhibited than I normally would have been uh, in my like actor brain while I was uh, doing a lot of this. So And now um, you're a real part of the Disney family, which I'm sure is the it's, biggest it's, dream for you. Jo- so, okay. So here's like a couple of crazy things that happened. I'll, I'll mention this one. So Jody Benson, 
who is the Ariel voice of and the Little Mermaid? And actually, the voice of Ariel. Doria and Smile. If you love a flop musical, very true. <laughs> um, she came to see Dear Evan Hansen while I was in it. Was so kind, like helped us out when we were going to Disney. Like the best person. So incredibly kind. I text her every now and then. She's the best. She commented on my Instagram post, "Welcome to the Disney family," with like a mermaid emoji. I think she usually uses mermaid emojis. I don't remember if she did in this comment, but I was like, "Oh my god." Like I lost my mind, and like I know her, but like yeah. to ha- to see it, and like uh, the uh, Bart Johnson who played the coach in the original movies, High School Musical movies, commented on my post. Like it's been a crazy whirlwind of I'm I'm making this step of something that everyone knows is a step I I so desperately want to make. So it's really nice. It's it's very <laughs> cool, and I'm I'm thrilled you get to to live out your dreams. Your Hollywood, Disney, Broadway <laughs> dreams all in the same bucket, which is like it's been unheard of. It's it's somebody I need someone around to stop me because I like I can't be yelling at like Olivia Rodrigo about the Hall of Presidents as much as I am. You know what I mean? Like I really am on set just talking about Disney. Do Park. you wear a beret? I cannot answer. Okay, that. great. We'll we'll <laughs> wait for the beret. Yeah. All right. Speaking of beret and French, let's talk about Ratatouille. Okay. The musical, the that TikTok musical segue. This the TikTok musical sensation, which was. Uh, tell me about how that kind of came together. I know this Emily Jacobson created one song and then that yeah. blew up. I don't understand TikTok because I'm over thirty. Sure. I'm me neither really now over 40 but go ahead so <laughs> explain the, the thing so yes that's what happened so emily jacobson writes this silly silly song because she was reminded she like saw an article about the ratatouille ride daniel mertz left then makes it a full orchestrated version that both of these things are going viral and people are then writing songs for ratatouille musical all these kids are writing songs for ratatouille musical i shouldn't say kids they're mo- most of them are older than me but all these people are writing young, it. young people, young people are writing uh, a song for Ratatouille musical. My good friend, Nathan Fossbinder, who you may be familiar with as the voice of Dear Evan. Oh, no. The video where it's been playing. He's like, on the outside, always looking in. Oh, I know life. that. Yeah, that's Nathan. <laughs> and so he he's also a composer. And so he was in Star Wars and stuff like our Star Wars. Adorable, and he said, if I write a Linguini song, would you sing it? Because for years, everyone's been saying to me, you look like the guy from Ratatouille. And I was like, if there's ever a Ratatouille musical, I should do it. And then it came about and I didn't really, I wasn't on TikTok. So I wasn't as privy to like, oh, I have to be part of this. Um, but he texted me and I could have so easily said no. And I, I don't know why I really said yes. But Andrew, I was like, you say yes to like a lot of things. That's true. But like the fact that I did is like insane because yes. like, because I said, I said yes. He sends me the song. I record it. Send him the video. I'm very much like in recording that I was like, oh, I actually really like. I can do the voice. Like I can do this, embody this very easily. That's very funny. Oh, well, the song is out. Goodbye. Um, I'm back in Salt Lake City and I get an email from Douglas Ramirez, uh, who is an Actors Fund uh, person. uh, And the subject line is Ratatouzical. And the content of the email says, I I assume the subject line caught your eye. Give me a call when you can. And so I get on a Zoom call with him. He's like, we're doing Ratatouille. It's for the Actors Fund. We got the green light from Disney. This came about like two days ago. We want you to play Linguini. And I was like, let me think about it. But yes, basically. <laughs> and so then I'm on a call with Greg and Carly, who are at CV Productions. They are the producers of all this. And they're like, yeah, so we have this huge orchestra. And like, we're just asked this person and whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like becoming something else. Like, that's very funny. I'm very proud to be part of this. This will be a silly little thing. I didn't know the cast. I didn't know until like right before it was going to be announced. I emailed and I was like, who else is in this? Like, do you have any more details for me? They send me this list of all these people. Tell the, tell the people at home, some of the people who are part of. I, I don't even think Adam Lambert was on the list yet, but it was Adam, like Adam Lambert, Titus Burgess, Priscilla Lopez, uh, uh, Ashley Park, Andre DeShields. Oh my God. Like I'm forgetting people. <laughs> like, like it was ridiculous. And I was like, I thought this was going to be a silly little thing. And now it's, actually the next step of my career like that's ridiculous that's so silly that i'm gonna film this in my house in one night and that's what happened and so i order these like the chef hat and stuff or whatever and and they send me thank you amazon yeah thank you amazon very much and they send us like a shot list and i just do it and i sing the song and 
that I, none of us knew what it was going to be. None of us knew what anyone else was doing. I literally have not had a conversation with Titus Burgess. Like none of us knew what it was going to look like or what was going to happen, let alone that it would raise $2 million. That's for the actors fund. incredible. What are they like? Is anything happening with that? No, it can't. You know, I know. <laughs> it can't. Nothing else can happen. So no, there's not. There's not. Greg. Greg has been very clear of like, if anything ever happens with it, which it will not. Just yeah. to be clear, nothing's going to happen. Um. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, Tom Schumacher was very vocal about nothing. Happening Tom Schumacher with it. honestly has been so like uh, we had a, a Zoom cast party that was like huge, and it was like a bunch of people from the cast, and then like. Also, just anyone who wanted to say anything and any like special guests they could bring on. So Tom Schumacher came and he was like so wonderful and kind about this whole thing. And I think he emailed me, in fact, when it came out and he was like, you were born to play this part. Like he's he's the best. But yeah, no, he's I mean, it's it's got to be this has got to be it. You know, this was it. So, well, maybe they'll let you like perform something when the ride opens at Epcot or something. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Here's the thing. This couldn't be better for Disney. Like they didn't have to do anything. <laughs> it's $2 million for the actors fund. And there's a ride opening. Like genuinely this ride. I've ridden the ride in France. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. And this ride is going to be so much more popular now. Like they are actually going to put energy into like merchandising this in a way that they would not have before. I'm assuming. Yeah. Because of this, because of this musical, which is crazy. Well, I think people are realizing that these this TikTok generation is going to have so much to do with marketing and how, mm -hmm. you know, the word gets out about things and how we spread, you know, look at Presley Ryan and what happened with Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. It, you know, it changed the game for that show, I think, you know, so Completely. there's a lot of really cool things that are happening. All right, let's talk about Broadway Jackbox. Okay. <laughs> now I love Jackbox and I've been playing through quarantine with friends on multiple mm -hmm. Zooms and it's, yeah, it's so fun. So where did you get the idea to take this idea of using Jackbox, which is an online virtual game uh, yeah. sometimes trivia sometimes artwork i mean it can be a billion thing that you normally play with your phone and uh, a computer or a tv how did you get the idea to turn this into a broadway experience well that was kind of the thing it, it i just wanted to play it with my friends like like what you're saying so it was literally i think it was the day after broadway had shut down or maybe a couple days after because i remember i had a rehearsal for a reading in the city that on the way home from, and that was the last thing I ever like left the house for in March on the way home from that. I was like, I would love to play Jackbox with my friends. I think people would like to see that people would like to be distracted. I'm going to do, we'll call it Broadway Jackbox, whatever. I figure out how to live stream in like three hours. I figure out how to live stream. I draw up a dumb graphic that we don't use anymore. <laughs> I texted like everyone I knew and I tweeted and a couple people commented on the tweet. Like I want to jump in. I want to jump in. And we just go live and we play Jackbox and a bunch of people watched and Alex was there, Alex Boniello. And the next morning I wake up to like 30 texts from Alex saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this every week. We're going to raise money for the actors fund. Uh, people are really going to like this. I will take care of the money you take care of and, and I'll help with wrangling people. You take care of the games and making sure this all goes well and, and how this works. And we're going to make this a legitimate thing. And I think literally the next episode we did was like our smash episode with like jeremy jordan and 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 um who else was there Catherine mcphee and there's someone i'm and chris rodriguez like we we how are you getting these people i mean i know you're you're andrew barth feldman but like no i'm not it's, it's mostly out no it's kind of become at the beginning it was really easy because it was kind of the great equalizer all of this of like everyone just wanted something to do there was there were people that if i had emailed they wouldn't have answered me before the pandemic, but because we were in the pandemic, they would. So it, it was a lot of me and Alex looking through like who follows us and like who we follow and just DMing them. Or or if we have someone's email, like like from literally from like if I'd gotten someone's email from doing as the curtain rises or something, I'd shoot them. Like like really, it was just like getting our hands on whatever we could. And whenever we would do something else, like like Alex just did a Twitch stream with someone who we're gonna have on, and like just like we would we just keep expanding it because. We're out of contacts at this point. Like we, we, we have used everyone. We stopped for a while because we were like, this has become a full-time job and we are making no money. We're raising a lot of money for the Actors Fund, but like we're not making any money. How much anything. money do you think you've raised for the Actors so Fund? So we've raised, I think, de definitely upwards of $100,000. That's um, amazing. Or across, definitely for the Actors Fund. And now we're raising money for Broadway for Racial Justice. And Fabulous. that's, we're in a, we're in a whole new, uh, uh, 
phase of this with that but yeah do the games uh, switch like weekly or are you are you playing multiple games in each episode yeah we play two to three games in each episode we've kind of gotten in a swing of like a network of like four or five games that we'll switch out of we tried a lot we've played probably almost every game that that's probably not true but we've played a lot of games on the stream and we've kind of now gotten into what works how does the spacing of this work like what are the segments we're going to do I love that comedy game where you have to be like a comedy writer. Joke boat. That's the yeah. best one. We for did me, that for personally. a while. Um, we did that one for a while. And I, here's the thing. There was a long time where Alex and I were really getting into gro- a groove of like how to write these jokes. And so I, my jokes were terrible. Like I would always be like poop related or like something like bad, bad, bad jokes. And there were factions of like, Oh my God, he's so like Feld. Uh, uh, oh God, what what's the Feldmophobes were the words uh, used of like kids that like jokingly were like, "You're this is so stupid, I can't listen to another one of your jokes." And yet, I'd always win the joke boat. Well, so you're a funny guy. Have you much. heard from the Jackbox people? Yeah, at the beginning we did, and and I think since then there have been a lot of Jackbox stuff. So we don't like we never really continued that soup that relationship super hugely, but like. They they've been really responsive every time we've reached out to them. But you didn't it. get like a cease and desist. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, this is what they want. Cause that's amazing. This, this is yeah. what they want. It's, it's promotion for their game. And, and it means, cause because the audience can play, it means like so many people are trying these games that, that may not have before. So there are people, the crazy thing about Jackbox and how this has become a whole other thing is that like, there are people who haven't heard of Jackbox before. And we're showing them that there are people who've never seen a Broadway show before. There are people who've never heard of Dear Evan Hansen before somehow coming onto our stream and we're like how did you get here what how, how do you think you? they got there it's i think it's because i put them on youtube after and it just oh. kind of comes up with like they're like all viewed like 30,000 times it's like it's really really yeah i think games. we have over 80,000 views across yeah. the video it's 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 been it's been awesome and it's kind of you know launched all this other this other huge chapter of both of our lives me and alex so yeah who has like surprised you most coming on to do those kinds of things and that might be more part of Broadway Who Done It, which we'll get to in a second. Sure, like who's been like who's been the like the most surprised? Like I can't believe they're doing this with us. Oh my god! Um, uh, truthfully, we had Team Starkid on twice, and they did a Who Done It as well. Um, and I don't like they did like a very Potter musical, and like okay. like they're those folks from from Michigan who like do all these parody musicals, and like I don't think I've ever been more nervous around a group of people and it's not their fault it's just that like they've shaped me so much as like a creator and like in doing all the silly stuff like so they they're i i maintain that they're the only people i've ever been truly starstruck in front of and that was when i was younger like i would go to stage doors and stuff i met them at lc fest and was shaking like i could not speak so that was huge for me but then of course we'd also be like oh my god uh like i hadn't i'd never met jeremy before he came on um I can't even remember at this point. Like there, there have been so many amazing guests that like I, every week it's, ne- there's never been a dull, like, Oh man, this is, this, oh, this is, is just, we're just, we're just filling it to fill it. You know, yeah. that, that never really happened. We've always had someone who we're really excited about. It's kind of the exciting thing about this horrible time is that the people are available in ways like exactly. Leia Salonga has been teaching workshops via Zoom at Broadway That's Workshop. Cool. And when her name pops up on the Zoom, I'm like, I start to sweat. And I'm like, I'm going to cry. I was, I was on a Zoom, not that I corresponded with her in any way, but I was on a Zoom where at the end Kelly O'Hara popped up and I literally like, <laughs> like I, it's I exciting. physically it's, changed. Yeah. Like I could feel like what our students feel when like you come on, you know, where it's like that yeah. there's someone that exists for them in a weird way and now is in their house on a computer <laughs> talking to them. It's like a very strange I thing. I have no shame about nerding out over again. Like I remember with like Jen Damiano came and I was like, Jen, I really want to talk to you about Spider-Man. And like Chris Rodriguez and I was like, Chris, I need you to know how much I loved you in first date. And I was like, like, like always the weird nerdy stuff that I bring up. But like, yeah, there's always, it's, it's been really, it's really fun. It's really, really fun to, like the the big heist I'm pulling is that I'm putting myself on the same plane as these people. Like I'm putting my name next to these people's to look more famous than I am. That's the well, real trick. You're pretty famous. Tell me about my Halloween Friends concert, <laughs> which I Bart just watched. I, which I just it? I just watched today. Actually. Did you like it? Yeah. It's, first of all, your like songs are so good. We're gonna get to your Thank songwriting, you. but. I mean, you're a good writer. Like, Thank you very much. It's everything's so tuneful and smart and interesting, and you're like, you're great. Very but nice. talk to me about that concert and what your idea was, and uh, I want to hear about it. That was such a like drop in the bucket of like, <laughs> like I like 
nobody cared about it really and that's fine but like i um yeah i i <laughs> i i don't even remember when this happened it must have been august where i was like i want to be the king of halloween like i want to be the halloween king and i texted alex and i was like i don't know what this means yet but I want to be the king of Halloween. And as we get closer, we kind of come up with this idea for Barthtoberfest, which I was like, I can't go back from this like egomaniacal <laughs> character. Like I can't go, I can't return from this. But we kind of come up with this idea and it just kept growing. So we were doing themed Jackboxes and then we were doing two whodunits, which was insane. And should, nobody should have allowed me to do that because I was going crazy. And then like, we were doing uh, a sis, uh, sis's play festival, Haunted Love became part of it. And that just happened because I was talking to her and she was like, I think I'm doing a Halloween festival. And I was like, I think I'm doing a Halloween festival. And we just kind of combined it. And then I was like, I, somebody, I think probably my brother, Matt had the idea to do a concert special. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like we'll do like a 20 minute concert special with my friends and it'll be easy it wasn't easy but like it's never it easy hard. it all it all seems so easy doesn't we, it well the thing was i then ended up flying out to salt lake i was in salt lake when it came out so i i was on a much tighter deadline than i thought because i was trying to edit it all before i got to salt lake and i had like three days so it was i ended up still editing in salt lake city but like it was this whole crazy mess of a time and then i was doing whodunit from salt lake we're going to uh, talk about who done it. I just have to read to you my notes I wrote about Halloween Friends. Oh, please. Your Halloween song is so good. You are insane. <laughs> when did you learn to play the piano like that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you seem to be writing quite a few songs. There seems to be like a ton of material on YouTube, all these original songs. I'm waiting for you to pull out like a flute and play because there's like <laughs> a piano, a guitar. I'm like, what is happening over there with the songwriting? <laughs> so talk to me about the songs you're writing. Are we going to make an album? Yeah. Your voice sounds better than it ever has. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you very much. That's very nice. Very you know, I can't lie. So if I know you, you can. That's if true. You, if you did not sound good, I'd be like, Andrew, take a God, break. I've, God, I've called But yeah, tell me about album. songwriting and what's happening now that you're the king yeah. of Halloween. So at the beginning of quarantine, I think my agents were kind of like, you have all these original songs. We didn't know you could write music until Star Wars. Like, why not put some of your music just like out on YouTube? And I was like, fine great idea so i it was scary but i recorded i think i did 2 a.m and then close to me and um and i put those out on youtube and people really liked them and it was not like it was some huge thing but like the response was just really kind and so i was just kind of i felt very empowered by that and i found myself writing a lot more and i wrote the song every pretty girl which came out after that um but i yeah i just found myself writing a lot more and i've been writing a lot more during quarantine uh and yes we there will be professional uh recordings of this music that you will be able to have on your streaming devices device. um do we have any timeline for that the people want it we want it now. i am very i'll okay, okay. i'm very actively making it this is say. breaking news dun -dun 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 -dun. like yeah i'm not I'll, here's i'm just gonna speak about this as vaguely as possible to avoid it being like an announcement okay I am very actively working on it. I am not working on it like by myself. It's not just like me in my basement. Um, so it's legitimate. And it will be coming into your, beaming into your devices soon. soon. <laughs> like in the next six months? I don't really okay. know. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I don't. Just, if I knew, I'd probably say well, yes. Well, I'm really excited. Like the next thing we know, we're going to be seeing you at Radio City and you'll be no. like, yeah, I'm not like I'm not coming out with this to be like I want to be. No, but that's when it happens. Artist. Like I, I'm not like. Here's the thing: if I wanted to be a recording artist, then I would say, please write these songs with me. But I'm very deliberately like I just want to prove myself as a songwriter because that's really so much of what I want to do is like I want to write for musical theater. I want to continue writing more than I really want to be like a recording artist. So I, I'm. That's more what this is. Are about. we working on any mu new musical theater pieces? Can I? Uh, <laughs> There's so there's so much you can't talk about. Yes, this is like yes. the okay. vague cast. Go so I, I have said we're working on a new Star Wars. Okay. I have said that. More Star Wars? Come on, Andrew. I know. Give me um I had the idea pretty early in the choir to do a prequels musical. Okay. Uh, so that is what we're doing. And I'm working very on and off on that. And then there is another musical that I do I literally don't think you're ever gonna hear that I'm working on it because it's based on an IP that I don't think the people who have ownership of the IP 
are interested in it in any capacity. Got so it. I don't know. I could be, I, I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, that's been a, a passion project of mine. Uh, so yeah, like there's lots yeah. of things coming. Or maybe, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things that I am doing that you may or may not know about. Talk to me about Broadway whodunit. Who's that's become this like big thing. Yeah. This, these murder mystery experiences. I know where the germ of the idea started yes. for you, but the other people don't know that. So sure. go back. So I've been doing murder mystery parties as Mark Tuminelli is very familiar. I'm sure since I was, well, I used to get like weird phone calls from murder mystery parties. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Here. <laughs> yeah. I would do murder mystery parties at, Oh, you would get, you would you get, you get phone calls from like Sadie at the parties. That's yeah. Funny. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really funny. Yeah. We would do these murder mystery parties uh, at my house. Um, and I didn't, I never wrote them. It would be like the stuff you could like buy and in do. a box. Yeah. Yeah. And like I would, but I would decorate and like make it fun and stuff and set it all up. And it was always so much fun. Like the, some of the best times ever. And I did them uh, while I was in Dear Evan Hansen. I did two with the cast and everyone was so mad at me. They weren't, but they were like, how did you get us to do, like, we did a Christmas one. And I, Alex always tells the story of when he's looking around my house and he's dressed as a reindeer and like everyone's dressed as like, an, like, like Jessica Phillips is dressed as an elf. Like, you know what I mean? Like adult human beings in my house doing a Christmas murder mystery. I'm dressed as Santa Claus. Like it was ridiculous. And so when the quarantine kind of happened, I was like, man, no more murder mystery parties. And I was like, wait a second. Why would I ever, I'm not the kind of person to say, oh man, I can't do this. Like, I'm just going to do a Zoom one, kind of how I used to, and just do it with like breakout rooms and see if it works. And I almost found it more interesting because there was more of a risk of like, like, here's the thing. When you and I are in a room together and we're in a room with 10 other people, you and I can still be having a private conversation. That's not the case in Zoom. So like in Zoom, if we're having a private conversation in this room and someone else comes in, they're either going to be privy to that conversation or we have to like now be very cryptic. And there's all this stuff that I couldn't find out about because I was like, wait, this has been happening in five other rooms that I haven't even touched. And I didn't know about this until right now. And I just found this so charming. And so I was like, I think I can make something out of this and I don't know how, and I don't know what to do. And it just kind of came from breaking all these different systems. And like, I wasn't planning on writing it, but then time just kept passing. And so I was like, let me just sit down and try. And then I had written the first one and now I've written six and I have to stop because like, they're all too complicated now. Like I have to like, but um, yeah. And then are people logging on as audience members to watch it? Yeah. So, so, so like we're in zoom. So we don't interact with the audience really at all, but they're interacting with the show a lot so they can chat. They can, there are four zoom rooms happening always that different conversations are happening in and each one is streaming to a different page on the website. Like think of it as like virtual sleep no more. We're like, you're an audience member. You're in one room and someone's in it. I got you. And you can click to go to another room and see what conversation is happening in there. And you're kind of collecting th- clues throughout. Really the headline isn't the clues. It's we're doing ho- like goofs and improving and stuff. Um, it's ridiculous and campy and really, really fun. Uh, but my job before we're sitting down and improving is the mystery. So I'm making all this evidence, but it's all improvised. I just write out like objectives for people that they have to complete. So the story stays intact. But like the first time we did it, Antonio Cipriano was like accusing Gaten Matarazzo's can- uh, character of being a cannibal. And like that wasn't written, but he was like, you are a cannibal. Like that was, he was an Italian. Uh, chef. It's very topical right now, Army. It's Hammer. very topical right now. I was like, I don't think we can do that storyline anymore. No. But Where okay. are you getting your ideas from? Are you like into true crime at all? Have we ever talked about this? No, I'm not. So they're mostly goofs. Like they're mostly like, the first one we did was like just a, like a knives out clue, big like mansion sort of thing. And then we did like, I was like, I just need a location. Like just give me a location and a, like a setting. And so we were throwing like a lot of it is me just talking out loud to like my brother or something and being like, okay, camp, we could do camps. So the second one was camp, like at a summer camp. And then we did like, we just did a theme park one, obviously. And like, we've done like a Halloween, big Halloween party one. And we did a TV network. I think I just said, and uh, uh, we did one where the spirits of Hanukkah, which are not a thing, uh, are assembling for their, like, I think it was like the fourth night. And God, and- what I would do to spend, spend like one day in your brain, because it is, <laughs> there's, there's so much circulating. You're there- coming up with so much stuff. <laughs> That's very nice. It's, it's, 
it's been really fun. It's been really rewarding and I'm excited to see where it goes. It's going to, it's going to, we have a lot in the works for whodunit. So I'm excited to, to see you've caught me at a very vague time. Mark, no, it's I okay. Can, I can sort of talk very half nakedly <laughs> about all of these things. Um, well, just like everyone can expect that you're going to have more Andrew Barth Feldman in some. There's, yes. There's more to come. I promise. There's in more some capacity. Happening. The artwork for whodunit is beyond amazing. Tell me, how that came to you and how who's doing all that. Yeah, so this started my good friend, Robert Mannion, who's actually part of uh, Team Starkid, who we connected because he saw me, he came and see, saw me in Dear Evan Hansen. Um, he and I connected and he's an incredible graphic designer. And I uh, came on board with them to do this. Like they, he was organizing readings of uh, like funny horror movies with Star Kids, And he asked me to come on and do Pugsley and Adam's Family Values. And he was doing all this amazing art. And I was like, would you want to do this for Broadway Who Done It? I will pay you money. Like, do you want to make art? And he was like, yes, that sounds like so much fun. He's making all this graphic design. He says, hey, would it be a good idea to do portraits? I have this friend, Hayden Bryant from New Zealand, who um, is this amazing like portrait, like like person, I don't know what to call it. Like she, they can draw portraits. Great. Uh, they, and, and, um, and so uh, they've been making all these incredible portraits of us. And, and it's been amazing, even just over this time, watching both of their, them like become, like evolve their- yeah. Style of working like Hayden. I remember when we were doing Hanukkah, they were like, I'm letting you know that I kind of draw differently now. And I was like, do it. Like, yeah. I, I just want drawn pictures of us. Like, I don't, like this, you, they're so good at it. So it's, it's, it's been really cool to meet them and, and, and become closer with Robert and like also just to give artists money during this time yeah like, yeah get get it done well it's beautiful it looks really cool and it, you should be super proud of of what you're creating there um in addition to all of this you had your virtual celebration for your mother yes. which was one of the very first uh, i think the first virtual thing that i attended oh, that, like cool. i bought a ticket to and watched and i was like how is he doing all of this and so that must have seem like a big hill to climb, like at the beginning of pandemic to turn this event you were having to honor your mother live into yeah. a, a virtual uh, concert. And it was great, Andrew. That really. was the most stressed I've ever been in my entire life. Thank you very much. I was like, just editing all of that together was, I, I have not worked that hard since doing that, which is a nice thing to be able to say. But um, even with like Halloween friends or whatever, that was, and especially since I'd done it, I was better at all of that. But yeah, virtual celebration was so hard and so worth it. Um, that That's still like probably the thing I'm proudest of from this whole quarantine. And we're working very much on the real event, the the, the real in-person event that's going to be uh, whenever we, we can do it. We have can an idea. That. Yeah. Well, we I can't idea. wait for that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Talk to me about, you did Rabbit Hole for the Actors Fund through yeah. the reading series, which is a play I love with Celia Keenan-Bolger and Mary Testa. Oh and uh, you get to play this kid who murders yeah, his child. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not on purpose. He's, this is an accident, but yeah, it was really fun. That was crazy. Like I, I didn't, I, I hadn't signed on. I didn't know. That's kind of similar. I didn't know who the cast was going to be, but they emailed me and I was like, I've heard such great things about it with this play. I've never read it, but like, 
yes, of course, whatever. I don't care. Um, I'll do anything. And so uh, then to be, you know, just talk, do, doing a scene with Celia. And like, I remember because Mary was in, I have that too, I forgot before Mary was in Ratatouille. And uh, after Rabbit Hole, uh, we're still on the stream or whatever. And she says, all right, Andrew, what are we going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> so she was amazing just to like the masterclass of watching them streaming. And also, you know, Joanne was incredible. And and um, I, they like ev everyone that was part of that was a masterclass. And I watched them in each rehearsal. And then when we did it, I actually turned off my like monitor. I wasn't watching the play while it was happening because I was just like literally pacing and going over the monologue, but also just like trying to get in his trying to yeah. not worry about what they were doing, I guess, which was terrifying to be like, I don't care about what Celia Keenan Bolt is doing right now. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was amazing. That was really, really fun and and cool to, to make those connections. I, I, I already knew Celia was the, it was very full circle because Celia was the host and judge of, or, or I guess just uh, the head judge yeah. of the Roger Reese awards. Yeah. When I won the Roger Reese awards and Mark, as you are intimately familiar with that day. Yes. And I've, I, I've been telling that story a lot recently, actually, of how I walked across the street from Pearl Studios to Ripley Greer to Sweet Charity rehearsal with my Roger Reese huge award. black box. And, and you and you and you go, I, I'll say it because we're in an audio okay. medium, but you like mouth across the room, did you win? And I was like, yes, because you there was like Sadie Sealer was doing yeah. a scene and you're like, the whole thing. And I was like, yes. Well, my buddy Frank Delella was uh, the judge of that, yeah, he host, and he was yeah. texting me the whole time. And so then you walked in with this big award, and I'm like trying <laughs> to direct another scene, but I wanted to know what happened. It's it all wow, things really things really <laughs> happened from there. Things have changed since. Then. Okay, so well, I want to talk about a couple of things before we do obsessed and quick fire. But you have taught at Broadway Workshop, and you're the first real student to ever teach a workshop, which was weird for me, I'm but sure. al but also like so cool. And you obviously have done some fan events and things for us and with, with other programs. What is that experience like sort of connecting with these young people who are looking up to you as a, a teacher and a performer? I mean, that must be like a weird hat to put on. It's terrifying because part, a large part of me is like, I have no, I am not qualified in any sense to do this. And then the other part of me has been directing. I, wouldn't, I would not let you do it if you weren't qualified. <laughs> I know, I know, FYI. I know. That. <laughs> because the other part of me has been directing for a long time. Yeah. So like, not that I've always been great at it, but like I can at least like come up with some something to impart. Like even if someone's older than me, which people often are when I'm doing these things. And so like um, it's cool to do like song interpretation stuff. I'm I'm that's always kind of been my jam. So it's it's really um, it's fun. And also just like I feel like I've been to a conservatory with Dear Evan Hansen. Like and I've learned oh from like Michael Greif and Lisa Brescia and like all these titans of the industry like i it's funny alex was sending me video i guess he took videos of my put-in and i was like oh my god like what who ooh, allowed ooh, this to happen <laughs> who let that happen and like thank god it's now been actually over two years which is crazy but thank god it's now been two years that i can like look back and be like oh that's silly like i and i'm not like oh it was bad you know but like at the beginning i really was so finding my sea legs and so it's it's i'm really proud of where i am now and that i have sort of the distance to be able to talk to like like some fans, I guess is the word. And, and to be like, uh, let's talk about this song or, or whatever. And let's unpack that. Cause that's something I know about now kind of. So, um, Harvard, what up with that? What's going I'm on? Going. I'm You're going, going. Okay. I'm going in the fall. I've accepted my admission. Uh, I still don't really know what that means in terms of like, you know, they don't know what that means COVID wise yet, but like I'm going. And ideally if it's not all more like to like totally okay by the time I get there it'll be okay by the time I like by the time like first semester is over yeah. or something um how oh, God, I have to knock on wood after that. <laughs> <laughs> no it's gonna be better it's gonna be better you're gonna get to go to college it's so crazy because oh, you you've done so much more than people who have you know multiple degrees and masters and things like that <laughs> you are you know you're cooking that stew and throwing everything in and making it happen for yourself so it'll be interesting for you to have like the structure of having to also be in school. I mean, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm mostly excited. I, I think I, to have structure, to have somebody telling me what to do, like to have, <laughs> to, to be in a place to be like a regular teenager or whatever sounds really wonderful. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, 
as we've kind of all agreed, like nothing can, like, even if COVID isn't better, I'm going like, or if, if it's you're, online, we're, we're going to whatever, college. I have to go to college. Yeah. So, so you got to wrap your run in Dear Evan Hansen by just a few weeks. I mean, I know you got to really have a closer. When you look back at that whole experience, what stands out to you the most of, you know, the, the kid who started and the kid who finished? Um, obviously so much changed over that year with my mom passing and, and all of that. And also just the lessons I've learned, I think I'm, especially now after high school musical and after, um, all this, I haven't lost my gratitude for any in any sense, but I'm able to look at things in a way of like, I can see when things don't sit right now. And, and that was something I really learned over that time of like, I felt like I had to torture myself to to tell that story at least at the beginning and so learning that I didn't have to and that that wasn't going to help me my performance or me as a person and so all that is great I think really it's the people though I think re really those connections that I made like Lisa Brescia and I still Marco Polo you know which is not an app I use other than talking to Lisa Brescia I know, there's like two people I talk to yeah. on Marco Polo. <laughs> uh you know obviously Alex and and Will and like Benj and Justin and and I could name literally everyone I worked with and I, they, I would have the same sentiment, but like, you know, and now Gabby and I are working on a play together and all this stuff. Like it's, it's, it's something that I, I cherish so dearly and, and mi I, I, I miss him a lot. I miss Evan very, very much. Um, so yeah, it, it was the hardest thing I will ever have to do. Um, I feel pretty confident in saying <laughs> that, um, but it's, it's also the, been the greatest experience in my life. Definitely. And you were so brilliant. And that's why people really gravitated to your performance in that show and why people are still talking about you in that show. And it's so vivid for me, partly because I watched you grow up, but also because you were, couldn't have been better. Like just, Thank you, very much. you found every bit of that kid and you figured out how to tell us that story in a way that felt so effective and just really moving. So Andrew, I'm always so supremely proud of the person you are and the person you continue to be. Thank you very, very, very much, Mark. That means the world. Well, I mean it. Andrew, what are you obsessed with right now? <laughs> oh, man. What are you uh, obsessed with? Yeah, I kind of just go hard into things. Uh, I'm watching Doctor Who, so that's been fun. We just watched Broadchurch. We watched season one of Broadchurch. So good. Keep I've been, going. I've been trying. I know where I'm going to. I'm I'm trying to sum it up for people. And so I've been I've been saying if I could sum up this uh, series in a sentence, I'd say, "That's my boy in it." That's how I would sum it up in a sentence. Um, so that's been great. Um, lots of British crime, I guess. Have you uh, watched Marcella? No. That's the best British crime show that okay. I've ever seen. Cool. So on check life. out Marcella. It's on Netflix. It's not my obsess this week. I'm going to give a shout out to my friend's amazing podcast called Flop of the Heap. My oh. friend John Bow and his buddy Mark Alpert have this fab fabulous podcast where they break down historic Broadway flops. It is so entertaining. Oh, and John, awesome. And John is like one of the funniest people I've ever met. And you, he's so good and he produces the hell out of it. So check out Flop of the Heap. It's available everywhere you download podcasts. I'll give a sh I'll give a couple uh because I'm back on my like musical theater, like train. Okay. Yeah, which I really haven't been for a while, but I've been get I've been listening to a lot of Parade. Love a Parade. And, and these are musical. I was never really into them, but I'm Parade once. And I'll always Bridges. I'm now. I've been watching like bad productions of Bridges on YouTube. Don't do it. There. Can... I just skipped to one second in a million miles and okay. see how we do. But like, there's this one amazing production I want to shout out, actually. One production I found at the Marriott Theater. I don't remember this guy. I think his name is Nathaniel Stampley. I pulled that out of my butt. I wow. don't know how I remember that. But this guy who played Robert is so good. Like, I've never found a Robert. At the Marriott. Good. Yes, at the Marriott Theater. I've never found a Robert as good as this guy, obviously, besides Stephen Pesquale. Stephen. Our Lord like, Stephen Pesquale. Our Lord Stephen Pasquale. Have you watched him do? Um, also, Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. I've been into also. Okay, well. you have to watch Stephen do Streets of Dublin on YouTube oh, if you haven't. Yeah, of course, or, I watch it like every day just to give. <laughs> it's an incredible performance. Just that voice, and I don't even like hearing men sing, but that I'm voice. Like, I watch that video and I'm like, this musical must be so good. And then you look at the rest of it and you're like, oh, you know, like it's <laughs> no, it's, it's just not. Okay, Andrew, are you ready for Broadway Workshop Quick Fire questions? But I'm, I'm Mark. Let's listen to this. It's your one year anniversary. Okay. Oh God. I'd like to ask you some quick fire questions. All right. Let's let's do it. I'm terrified, but we're gonna do it. 
Is there a timer for this? How does this work? You just go and I'm supposed to answer them as fast as possible. So Mark, I I should give a disclaimer and a shout out. Some of these questions uh, are by, most of them are by me. Some of them were submitted by some of your fans. Broadway Workshop alumni, Helen Shen, Grant Albright, and Sadie Seeler. Oh God, now I'm really scared. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Mark, who who is your favorite guest that you've had on Little Me? Um, I'll be, um, I'm going to say recently, other than you, is Lindsay Haightley and her episode comes out next week. What has been your favorite baking recipe that you've tried? Oh, on baking um, with Mark and James. Baking with Mark and James. Uh, cinnamon buns, cinnamon roll bread. If you put cinnamon in it, I want to eat it. Okay, very good. What's a rewarding moment that sticks out to you from Broadway Workshop? My most rewarding moment is probably like a main stage moment. So I'm going to say like Sweet Charity is really special for me. Carrie was really special to me. And Sister Act are the three shows that stick out the most for me. So seeing those shows have been very uh, satisfying. Okay, great. What's the best hate watch you've ever done? Hate watch. Um, Well, I, you know, I live for that Legally Blonde um, YouTube video of that girl. Okay, very good. Yes. Um, What's your favorite piece of clothing that you own and why? Oh, I have an orange sweater from Banana Republic that I bought like four years ago in Vermont and I just love it. Okay, what item from Butch's Oasis Cafe would get you through the apocalypse? I can tell you exactly what that is. It's the green matcha cookie. <laughs> it is so good. Best condiment? Uh, ketchup. Least favorite dance move? Did you say ketchup? Let's talk about that. Least favorite dance move? Uh, the running man. Okay. Do you feel like as much of an idiot as you should for not casting me in Pippin explaining great detail? You. Andrew <laughs> Barth Feldman? Yeah. Okay. You would have been a great Pippin, but you were in like eighth grade. And I, I know, were, I'm familiar. I just, it wasn't going to happen. And if you remember you at that dance call, I don't, I think our production of Pippin would have eaten you alive. You no, no, it, I would have died. You made it through yeah. Evan Hansen, but you wouldn't have made it through my production of Pippin. I felt the need to ask. Um, Karen or Ivy? Uh, Ivy. Correct. Uh, Bigfoot, moon landing. What's the difference? I'm going to go with uh, Bigfoot. And okay. the difference is that, uh, like, on Earth, I can understand things a little bit better than oh, interesting. in space. Knowing however much you know about Ghostbusters, which Ghostbuster would Ken Watanabe be and why? Okay, I can't answer this question. <laughs> however much you know. I mean, I know that Ghostbusters, like, I used to rent it all the time but I can't remember any of the characters. So I'm going to say Sigourney Weaver because that's the character I remember the most. Right. Sure. Uh, And last question. If you could cast me in an early 2000s TV show, which one would it be and why? Okay. I have to think of what early 2000s TV shows there are. That question was from from Helen Shen, but I'm asking about me. Can you give me like some 2000 shows? What is like... what was on in the 2000s? Oh, oh, Lost. You can be on Lost. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Helen, you can also be on Lost. Oh, wow. That'd be, we'd have a good time, me and Helen, on Lost. All right. Those are my quick fire. I did okay. Yeah, that was great. All right, Andrew, I'm giving you my quick fire to you because I wrote them. Oh, so boy. there we go. Okay. Favorite board game? Oh, no. Um, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love board games so much. Um, I didn't expect playing... to throw you so with this. Yeah, I really love board games, Mark. We've been playing the Haunted Mansion board game. That's really good. I mean, I have Disney Parks Monopoly. That's very good. I love Clue. I love a good themed Clue. Okay. Um, I like like werewolf kinds of games. I don't werewolf think that really Clue. Counts, but Got it. Yeah, werewolf kinds of games. Current musical obsession. Uh, I yeah, parade, parade. Have you heard the London Cast album? No, I've been watching the Lincoln Center. The London cast album is really good as well, but okay. the Broadway is still better. Um, favorite pandemic purchase? Also once I should have said also. Um, favorite pandemic purchase? Uh, I mean, I got this cool microphone here that I'm not using because it doesn't work with stuff like this. Um, we'll I, got all these, I got all these posters. I got all these Disney posters. Right. Uh, and some good board games. And very nice clothes as well. Some nice clothes. Who is your favorite Muppet? Pepe. Yeah, that's a good one. Tell me one thing that you love about Utah. Also, Howard the Pig from uh, the new show, I should say. Um, uh, 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 favorite thing I love about Utah, they give you um, fry sauce with everything. When you get fries, they give you fry sauce. And that's not ketchup? No, it's like, so some people say it's like ketchup and mayonnaise, but oh, it doesn't, yeah. it's really good. All right. Uh, have you seen any Salt Lake Housewives? 
No, but we have seen Mormons. And like, you know, <laughs> well, we've seen duh. there are Mormons all around. But like, I saw like a person in the whole... Did you go to the thing? Yeah. yeah. Like it's on my cool. first day, I went, I went to the yeah. thing. Yeah. Salt Lake's gorgeous. Um, and Beautiful. I'm, oh my God, the mountains And on behalf of my producer, Brittany Bigelow, we want to know everything about the Salt Lake Housewives. So if you get any tea, send it our sure. way. Sure. Yeah. You're, right. yeah Tell that. me one thing about Sir Ben Platt. He's very kind. Uh, he's okay. very gracious. What do you want on your bagel? Nothing. I literally eat nothing on my bagel. Great. I'm fine with that. Fine with Toasted. that. Um, all right. What's next? Strangest fan interaction. I may have asked you that last time you were here, but maybe you have a new one. Strangest fan interaction. It's so hard to talk about, and I don't know what it is. Oh, Okay. Uh, no, I can't say I, okay, fine. I'll give, I'll give this one. I'll give this one. Uh, I was in Disney world and somebody came up and asked for a picture with me and I look at their phone as they pull it up and my Instagram is pulled up. Cause I guess they were like cross referencing to make sure that it was me uh-huh. appreciated. I think you should do a second line of defense before you do that. I think that was a good move. I think it's a good, always to be a detective, go to album for a car trip. It depends on the kind of car trip, but I might say Rex Orange County Pony. Great. One role you'd like to play. I'm going to throw this out into the universe right here on this podcast. They just announced that there's going to be like a Magic Kingdom's universe uh, TV like franchise on Disney+. Plus. I want to play literally an extra in that. Just okay. put me in it. I want to be in it. Well, I have a feeling you'll get better than that. Um, what is your favorite OG high school musical song? Oh, uh, like could do like the first movie and the first two. I'll give you the first two movies. Oh, not even three. Okay. Um, I don't know about the third one. <laughs> uh, bet on it then. Great. Uh, all right. I want blank movie to be a musical. Well, if I said I'd be giving something, <laughs> <laughs> but Great. I'll say um, I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna look around this room and I'm gonna say nope because I was about to say. <laughs> Mr. Toad, that's we've had an experience with Mr. Toad. Um, we we have. Uh, check our YouTube. Is there any clips of you? I'm gonna I'll get through. No, some. no, we throw, have the private. We have the private Vimeo link. I'm gonna throw some up there. All right. I would actually really appreciate. That. Okay, I, I'm on it. All right. Last Broadway show before the world ended. What was the last thing you saw? Mean Girls. Renee Rapp. I oh, lost what? my man. I lost my mind. She's brilliant. Like it doesn't make any sense. It that was the second to last that I saw. Uh, all right. Do you watch anything on Bravo? No, Come you asked me that Andrew. last time too. Because it like doesn't make sense to me that we've gotten this far and you're still <laughs> you're not even like on Below Deck. Like, give me something. Okay. I feel like I could watch Below Deck. I could right. watch Below Deck. Below Deck is the highest rated show on the network, which most people don't know. Okay. Where would you like to take Patty Lapone to lunch? Ninja in, in Tribeca. Okay. Have you ever seen a ghost? Who's to say? One word to describe Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Oh, enthralling. Um, all right. Do you do any impressions? Many. I don't know even, like I do <laughs> so many that I don't know where to, Great. I just kind of pick them up, you know? Yeah, know. you're just Lucy Lucy. Throw one at me. Throw, throw, throw one at me. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Do you Cartman? What? <laughs> I don't know. See, see, look. See, you'll get, <laughs> can you give me a Kermit the Frog? I know you can do that. Yeah. Uh, um, I did. Oh, yeah. I had to do this for a competition for a friend's birthday. On the outside, always looking in, will I ever be more than I've always been? Because I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. I'm waving through a window. It's Kermit the Frog waving through a window. Andrew, that is, I can't think of any way to top that, but I have two more questions. Have you ever <laughs> left a Broadway show at intermission? Maybe when I was a little, but I don't think so. Okay. And what advice do you have for young performers? Don't compare yourself to me or anyone or any like anyone famous or anyone in your life. It doesn't help you in any sense. You can learn from the things that they have to say and the things that they put out in the world, but comparing yourself is only going to hurt you and them. So you're on your path and you have to trust that. I love that advice. Tell the people where they can follow you. I'm sure they already are, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm Andrew B. Feldman underscore on Instagram. I'm Andrew B. Feldman regular on Twitter. Uh, and uh, and 
I don't know. Is there anything else? I'm on TikTok, like, I guess. Not really. Um, And, like, you can... um, I'm on YouTube, and uh, that's... Those are good places. It, we're going to find you in all those places, and we're going to see you... And come to com. Go to BroadwayWhodunit.com. Go to BroadwayWhodunit.com, and wait for your high school musical dropped into your Disney Plus. And if you're not already a, a Disney Plus member, what are you waiting for? Yeah, you should get it, really. Hamilton's on there, so I it's mean, pretty good. I think that's and why the a lot Muppet of... Show. All and of the, the Muppet, Muppet shows. shows. I just watched, like, two this week. Andrew... Thank you so much for joining me for this anniversary. We'll see you at the second year anniversary if I make it that far. I'm there. Yeah, have me before. I I, I, I love, point. this is a great way to catch up with you. I know, um, it's a great excuse. Everybody who's been listening for the last year, thank you so much. I love doing this. I'm having the best time. And it's this great little outlet for me while I've been trapped in my apartment for a year. So um, I thank all of you for listening. Andrew, thank you for being such a great human and being so kind to me always and not being like this guy has got to stop. You 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 started all of this, Mark. This sure. is your fault. So Great. well then the world can thank me. And yes. make sure you're following us at Little Me Podcast on the old Instagram and see what's happening at Broadway Workshop. Maybe you could be the next Andrew Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Yeah. Andrew, I love you. Thank you. Be safe out you there. Much. You too. Bye everybody. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein and the Broadway Podcast Network, and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at ThatTuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.